Hello, everybody. You're listening to The Big Brother Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast. I'm your live feed obsessed host, Fox Van Allen, and joining me this week and every week throughout the Big Brother 22 All-Star season is my good friend, Lane Carterelli. Hello, Lane. Hey, Fox. La, 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 Leroy? <laughs> Leroy? La, Larry? I, I, we've got some, uh, we got a lot of problems with names in the Big Brother house. I feel like that would trip me up too. I, I, Taylor? I feel like I'm Tyler? terrible with names. Um, but yeah, Ty, Tyler is, Tyler's getting the brunt of that. I like Taylor a lot. Who? Is his name Taylor? There's not a What's Taylor in this house. What's his name? Trevor? Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and uh, no, he's not the only one either. Uh, da- David's yeah. getting some big shots too. Yeah, uh, Cody has been calling David uh, Kevin a lot. A um, little awkward. Uh, but presumably now that he has been on the block and we're now in week two, people are going to start learning each other's names. And that's going to be good. It's Maybe. It's, like, the, it's like that first week of elementary school when nobody knows names and they're just saying everything wrong. Yeah. It, it, the, the difference is, I guess, like these people have been able to see each other on TV for the last 12 years. So. Yeah. I mean, maybe not all of them, but there are some, there's just some big missed, names here. Yeah, I think Keisha might have just missed Big Brother 20. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, who? I, I don't, I, no shade. I don't know who she is. I don't know. I just <laughs> oh, don't know. don't have to know who she is anymore. Never, never heard of her. All right. So we've got a big show today, Lance. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, so we talked last week, uh, spoiled pretty much everything that happened in week one, but mm-hmm. we're going to go over, I want to talk about Keisha, what she could have done to stay. I don't think it was a lost cause. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about Cody and his week of HOH and see what do we think? Did he, did he do a good job, a bad job, an okay job? We'll rank it. And we're going to take a look at all the alliances in the house, uh, all the ones that Cody built, all the ones that everyone else around him built, uh, and the ones even on the other side of the house. Uh, and oh, of course, we're going to talk about the live feeds. Uh, we're going to spoil Memphis's already drama-filled week that's HOH. Um, so that's yeah, uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, we will give you a warning before we hit any spoilers in case you don't want to uh, to know what's going to happen on the uh, the Sunday show or the uh, the possibly the Wednesday show. So uh, we'll, we'll let you know. But for now, uh, RIP Keisha Lance. Um, what uh, what what happened here, Lance? What went wrong for Keisha? Uh, everything went wrong, right? <laughs> you know, uh, it was it was a tough, tough week for her, obviously. That she just, you know, you, you're, she was a little rusty, I guess, after 12 years and everything. So yeah. it just felt like for a lot of these people, you know, it's like riding a bike again and you got to get that rust off. And she just didn't have the time to do it. And, you know, Cody just kind of made a decision on who's just not connected and what's easiest for him. So she just ended up being the easiest, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's 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 tough. Uh, it's a tough week for her, and it's a tough week for Kevin. Uh, just they they came into the house, and Cody is probably not uh, a natural fit for them socially. Uh, you know, someone that they're they're going to get along with like very well, um, and it it makes sense. Like even if they are talking, like they're not forming the kind of conversations that are keep going to keep either of them safe. Um, I will say that um, Keisha had some things going for her. There were definitely people in the house who were interested in keeping her if they could have. Uh, no one wanted to stick their necks out for her. Yeah, um, and she really didn't give one, them a reason to. Yeah, it being week one, you know, people just don't want to rock the boat, especially in more of the modern uh, Big Brother and everything, where, yeah. you know, let's just do what the HOH wants and not be a target week two or week three. Well, uh, Bailey, uh, very famously, uh, was talking about that on the live feed. So tell me again why it's important to do what the HOH wants. 
I don't know. I really don't know. I just think that's like a, a recent rule, like the last few years. Because we used to play if the HOH wants this person out, you, leave you do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we haven't seen it, but, uh, you know, I, I, just, just talking about how in the old school versus new school, uh, and in a new school, you do what the HOH wants. Um, and while I don't necessarily agree with that 100%, in week one, you should. Like, mm -hmm. if, if there's nothing, if there's no reason to rock the boat here. Um, you know, Cody's nominations, for the most part, are fairly non-controversial. I mean, there are a few people in the house who are connected with these folks, but for the majority he's working with, it's, it's pretty safe. Uh, it's a pretty safe uh, pair of nominations. Um, it really just seems, though, that watching David campaign, and you see this on the show, watching, or not, Kevin. Well, now watching Kevin. Well, see, now I'm, now I'm all confused. It's, it's, I blame Cody. I blame Cody. We no, can always so, blame the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm terrible. Um, no, seeing Kevin campaign and seeing Keisha campaign is just two completely different. Like, Keisha's rusty. Keisha's bad at campaigning. Uh, Keisha, when she was talking with Cody, she was almost, like, confrontational. Like, why'd you put me up? Where Kevin's, like, crying. Like, you're so amazing. You're so perfect. You're the best person in the world. And I'm trash. And I'm just glad to be on the same planet, breathing the same air as you. And that apparently worked a lot better with, uh, with Cody than, the, uh, than what Keisha did. Yeah, um, I also think that Keisha just had the whole allure of, if we keep her, she's just going to go to Janelle and Kaser, and everyone's so scared <laughs> of that duo and everything. But it's just because Keisha was bad at it doesn't mean Kevin was good at it. Kevin was very awkward and not great at it and stuff. Like, obviously, yeah. being complimentary is better than being confrontational, but it's just he repeated the same phrases over and over. He had just yes. terrible timing. Yes, he did. Like, you know, don't do it before someone has to poop, you know? Like, you yeah, can yeah. with a little and... more tact than that. And, and a terrible pick uh, when it comes to the veto competition. Uh, we'll talk about that pick. in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he is not, he got off on a really bad foot in this house uh, socially. And I feel like his biggest problem right now, and maybe it's going to change a little bit in, in week two, if he can avoid the block. Um, we don't know if he will, uh, you know, that's still up in the air. Uh, but if he can, like, I feel like his biggest problem is that he just kind of accepts the narrative that he's on the bottom. Like, he just kind of, like, accepts that he is in trouble in the game, and rather than fight it, he just kind of wallows in it a little bit. And, yeah. like, I feel like he's got to kind of, like, fight that a little bit. And, like, just be, like, he's absorbing the wrong kind of energy. And, like, I feel like it's really tough, like, once you get into, like, that position, because, like, it, it really is you just trying to change the way the world views you. But, like, you got to do something. Um, and while he was very awkward in the beginning of the week, uh, it does look like he has actually made some kind of emotional connection with uh, Cody, uh, who, um, you know, they had a talk on, you saw it on the show. The down much longer, Much longer in the live feeds. Uh, after the talk, you know, Cody's alone talking with the cameras, and it looks like it really, it re looks like it really connected. And like you said, the down lowmance. Cody loved that term. Like it's Cody, like term. after Kevin was gone, Cody was just like, uh, down low manse. I love that. Yeah. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Like that seems like a, that something new? that that seems like something a guy, like a guy's guy would really like, you know, that's that could just be common phrase outside of the house. Yeah. And you know for the next four years he's just gonna be using it like all the all the yep. time. Like it's just that's just something you picked up. Um but well, I and it's like, good because this season, yeah. you know, there are there are not gonna be any showmances. So give us any kind of manse, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, hey, it's, listen, if it works for Kevin, Kevin needs allies. Like, like Enzo said, um, Kevin's just kind of alone and he is yeah. looking for anything he can get. 
Um, and you know, for Cody, that's not that's not the worst thing in the world to just have Kevin also there. Um, yeah, you're just you know, the everyone... first week. You're just trying to pick up allies. You're trying to, you know, like like Julie said, you're trying to build your army and everything. So yeah, you know, just be and getting somebody on your side who you've also put up. Like if you can, you know, not get as much blood on your hands. That's such a common phrase now. But if you can do that, then it just makes it easier. Yeah, and it's very interesting that, like, you know, if you want to say, you know, the majority alliance or the minority alliance or whatever, uh, what whatever one is in power, like, it's very interesting that everyone in that, like, you know, the uh, Cody, Christmas, Memphis, uh, Nicole, D Danny, like that group has someone that they like on the bottom. That's someone that they would like to keep around on the bottom. Like, someone is on the bottom, but not with them. And it's created there's a lot of like really interesting like cross connections here. There's just so many um, backup alliances, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. That's what's, um, that's what's really shocking to me is like, you know, you have your core alliances and now you have kind of like the fat surrounding it and everything. So it, that's what's uh, really interesting about this season. I, you just feel like alliances just don't matter anymore. You know, it's like Boy Who Cried Wolf now and there's so many alliances that it's, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, well, these alliances could very much matter, um, and we'll we'll talk about uh, we'll we'll see what these uh, some of these intertwined alliances that we were hinted at on week one are definitely going to come into play in week two, um, and I'm excited to talk about that in the spoiler section. Uh, but for now, uh, let's rewind a little bit, uh, and I want to talk about the uh, the safety competition, right? Because um, we, we, we heard about it last week. Uh, we were talked about it a little bit in the spoiler section, but we hadn't seen it on TV. We didn't know what it was. We didn't know all the rules. Um, what, was your, what was your reaction here, first of all, to seeing Janelle and Kaser go for it? Uh, I was a little confused just because if they are working together, it's why waste both of yours there. Because if one of you wins, you could just save that person and then you, you, know, you still have one in the holster and everything. So you sure. can play it this week or the following week when you could be, I mean, you, you're Kaser and Janelle, you're automatically just two of the biggest targets no matter what, which is obviously why they played in the first place. But I thought it was interesting that they both decided to shoot their shot that first week. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, a, first of all, it's a fantastic read on Kaser's part um, that, oh, yeah. and, and Janelle's as well, where they realize that they are in trouble um, and that they, they kind of go for it. So, you know, first of all, kudos to them and shame on you, Cody, for not making them feel safe. That's, uh, and, that's and letting one of the my main takeaways was just how Cody was so bad at lying. And not for great. a guy that's not on All-Stars, it was such a bad look. And it was so easy for Kaser and Janelle to kind of just see right through that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, they, uh, it, it's, it, it's interesting, like you said, um, if it's a plus one, and they go into it with this plan. Obviously, Kaser's gonna save Janelle, Janelle's gonna save Kaser. Um, and it doesn't make a lot of sense immediately when they both go in. Uh, it sounds like maybe there may have been some crossed wires about the rules of the game, about what happens if there's a, uh, if, if both of them time out, uh, if Kaser plays and he can't get it done in 30 minutes, uh, does he get it, does he not get it? Like there was, I guess there were enough questions there that it seemed like that was going to, that they both went for it. And you gotta, I mean, you, you're, it's a split second decision. You know, they're waiting until that clock ticks down to like almost double zero. Uh, Cause they yeah. don't want anyone else to see them doing it and jump in and also participate. I feel like there had to be some kind of thing where nobody could have won because if not, Kaser wins by default at that point. And right. then you're, you're just like, why am I doing this? So. And what's that? You can't show that on Sunday night. Like that's a boring, exactly. like a one person. Yeah, why have a competition if there's no competition? <laughs> right, right. So something had to have to happen, you, even if you're playing against the house. So yeah. 
maybe there's a reason. Although I, I gotta say, like all, all else being equal, if I am in that position, if I am Janelle, I am not scanning my card uh, mm -hmm. to go in and play that. Um, but it was an interesting comp. Uh, I really liked uh, Janelle on her on her walk in. She is uh, yeah. She's such a that, badass. She, I such mean, badass. can you just walk in with any more confidence? You know, she just feel like she owns the house. She even like the star thing, you know, she just embraced it and stuff. And obviously she's a little over it now, mm -hmm. but you know, for a lot of people just wouldn't take that in stride and she, you know, she's a star. So. Yeah. Um, and, and as you say, uh, you know, Kaser uh, puts in a good, I mean, it's a two person competition. It doesn't really matter, but Kaser wins it, uh, decides to save Janelle. Uh, Cody watches with a fakest smile on his face. Uh, you can tell he does not care for that uh, at all. Uh, and then Janelle, as you said, gets put into a, gets a little bit of a punishment. And I have here for you, we've got all-star Janelle here with her little Looks costume. Looks great. Also, also yeah. South Park Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> South Park Jennifer Lopez. Uh, yeah. Uh, although with all the work I did put into building this weird Wow, star you got costume, the lights. Uh, right? Just, she is a that's, star, baby. That's um, great stuff. With all the work I put into this, it doesn't appear that she wanted to wear it an awful lot. Uh, but that's, that's Chanel for you, though. Does if the anyone... star come off or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got a little zip tie nice. there. Made it back of a cereal box. Impressive. Kind of you have a lot of time in this, in this pandemic. Yeah. I saw, uh, I saw Brittany, Brittany Haynes uh, from uh, Big Brother 12. She's doing a, she's doing this. Uh, not saying, not saying she stole it from me. I'm not saying I stole it for her. Uh, two people, same idea. Someone stole something. Don't say, yep. yep. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> come, come on the pod, Brittany. Defend yourself. I, I'd love to talk to Brittany. That'd be fantastic. Uh, she, is a, she is an all-star, even if she is not on all-stars. That's right. Um, so, so Janelle's safe. Uh, obviously, that's what, that's what puts, uh, that's what puts uh, Kevin uh, and uh, um, uh, Keisha on the block instead. Um, but all, all, all told, like, this really seems like as bad as it sounded like initially for Cody. Um, it sounds like this worked out pretty well for him. Uh, because by the end of the week, um, there really isn't blood on his hands, right? Like, he seemed to come out of this pretty clean. Yeah, he doesn't feel like a huge target. Nothing bigger than what he, I mean, he already is a big target and stuff, but nothing bigger than what he was before. I think it was, you know, right in the middle of the line. I don't think it was a bad one, but I don't think it was like a great one either. Like he did a sufficient job, like gaining allies and stuff and not really making anybody too mad, but he didn't really like reinforce and build that one alliance that's just going to dominate the house for the next, you know, month to two months and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's good that uh, for his game uh, that he has built a lot of relationships uh, with people. Um, he kind of, uh, I, I think like in the past we've talked and debated about whether it's worth it to win the week one HOH because it's like a big target, uh, but there's a lot of benefit to it too because you begin, you, you're able to shape the, the first move of the game. And like right here, Cody does a great job showing you why it's great to win that first HOH. If you've got a decent plan going in there, if you're not going to go in and, and, and blow stuff up by making a big move like uh, Cody did in, in Big Brother 19, they're trying to put up Paul week one. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a great one if you're playing it safe. And Cody played it safe. And it looks like he's going to come out okay. And not just with uh, the majority that he's working with, uh, but also with Kevin. Uh, Kevin looks like, you know, he doesn't necessarily 100% trust Cody, but he's still in the game and it doesn't seem to be um, ready to, to throw a punch at Cody, so to speak, if he gets power. 
Um, so all in all, good for you, Cody. I, I'm surprised. I'm actually, I'm actually a little bit surprised that he did kind of turn things around a little bit in the end. Yeah, yeah, because it, it really started out what could have been a disaster, like we talked about with how just how poorly he operated with Janelle and Kaser and stuff for him to kind of yeah. salvage that is big for him. And, you know, Kaser and Janelle, less, until they get power, might not be able to even do anything towards Cody at that point. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the alliances in the house, and I definitely want to talk about that veto competition because we got some great content for. Uh, if you love gifts, we got some great content. Um, so we're gonna do that, and we're gonna talk more about live. We're gonna do everything right after this. Okay, Lance, uh, we are back, and uh, let's let's talk a little bit about this uh, this this veto competition. Uh, just to wrap up all the comps in the week, and this is a uh, it's kind of a classic Big Brother competition. We've seen something along this, these lines before, where there's a timer. You're building something with the timer. If the timer times out, you're out of the competition. Um, and uh, apparently, Big Brother always with its thumb on pop culture. Uh, decides to ha have a Peloton or Peloton, Peloton. themed uh, <laughs> themed challenge where everybody is riding bananas. Um, first of all, like, is this not genius? Like, just genius to have on TV. It was great. I mean, just for the gift potential, like you said, and everything. And, yeah. you know, I always like when, you know, Big Brother could be a pretty corny show, as we saw in uh, the HOH competition yeah. and stuff. But then they always have this underlying sexual tension and, you know, stuff going on. Like, I've been rewatching the last uh, Big Brother season, and it's just the dichotomy between how sexual that show is and some of the things they say. I understand it's 2006 to this season and stuff. It's kind of crazy. So uh, for them to still kind of hint at, like, hey, we can, you know, we're not just a family show, too, but... Yeah, um, I we we had I think if you got to rate the, um, the 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 banana riding skills, I think Tyler was okay, um, Cody was pretty decent, uh, but your real winner there was Enzo, as you've seen in the in the gifts. I had um, Enzo as my one and Cody as my two. Cody, not yeah. bad, you know. Yeah, no, no, not too bad. But like Enzo, really, as uh, as erotic as his motions seem to be. That also seems to be the way to do it. Like that, like moving your hips like that is apparently the way you get this thing moving back and forth. Really. You really got to lean into um, it, you know. Yeah, in more uh, ways than he, one. Yeah, and he does a and he does a great he does a great job there, uh, winning uh, like winning something for uh, you know showing yeah, Ken. Uh, but really, Kevin could have won it, and that's that's kind of disappointing. Uh, we did not did not know exactly how close Kevin was to winning this thing. And it is just, it is just tragic uh, because he has Enzo beat so many great, like Cody's already out of it. Like so many big competitors are already out of it. You're racing against Keisha. It's Keisha. And, and he's worried that all the work that Enzo put in to get to 17 and then to 18 and then to 19, like you got to push her to 20. She's not going to do it. She's not, she stinks. She's not, I mean, she doesn't stink, but she stinks. I mean, know? when you watched how many times people were falling and stuff and you have this solid thing and the lead with time really running out, you have to just watch that running in. out. Yeah. Like I, I, I love people who, especially all stars who, you know, take chances and stuff. Cause that's really how you're going to win the game and stuff, but you have to take calculated risks. And that was just not a smart move for a guy who's played an up and down game so far and stuff. But it's just like, like you said, when you're going up against Keisha and your main competition just fell, like put the pressure on them, just lock that in. And Enzo was smart to lock his in and just hold on it. 
yeah, yeah. It uh, it doesn't go the way uh, that he hopes it would go. Uh, ultimately, it works out fine for him this week. Uh, I would say that he's probably in the best shape possible because he didn't win it. Uh, that way, there's no drama about who is going to get put yeah. up in a replacement. There's no like, it's just any and, and he maybe learned some valuable information here that Enzo is not his friend or Enzo is not as close as he thinks Enzo is. Um, that is a um, that is a bad. That's not a great read, I guess, from from Kevin or uh, Kevin there. But yeah, a lot um, of red flags. He doesn't know it works out in his decision. In his but way. we also we also saw him talking with Ian, making like you said, making the same exact pitch. Uh, and that one goes even worse. Ian just like Ian breaks down and leaves. That's yeah. That's yeah. It's um, he's just getting nothing back, and it's just like I don't want to put you in a bad spot to everybody and stuff. And it's just like yeah, no one wanted to talk. Like I can't, you know, you can't help but feel bad for him and stuff. But, oh, so bad. I wanted to but, give him a hug so bad. Yeah, but that's kind of how the game he's playing too. He wants that sympathy and stuff, and that can only get you really so far. But like, it was crazy to see because. You know, regular Big Brother seasons, people are nice enough to do that, and it's, uh, and these people are just like, no, I'm I'm good. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin's like crying afterwards, like trying to figure out what he did wrong. Like, why don't these people like me? Like, how how did I wrong them? Like, yeah, and you feel terrible for the guy because it's not. He's giving himself it's like just... pep talks and stuff, like just things, which kind of nice because like you think all stars they're coming in, and like I know yeah. I'm good at this game, but a lot of these people are trying to prove something and stuff and he's one of those guys that's always felt like that and there's he can tell that there's so much pressure on him like even when uh to fast forward just a little bit like when we had keisha and kevin on the on the block in the seats and everything when they opened up the the episode the live episode mm-hmm. they looked so nervous I, I don't think i've ever seen people look that nervous just yeah. waiting for the vote and everything and these are people that are all stars well I, I called it on the the premiere that kevin looked very nervous to me yeah. um and i and it looks like a lot of his gameplay has been very nervous too uh, you know, he was, um, you know, he, he said it, like how uncomfortable he was just talking to Cody, just like having to talk with him. And it's like, I feel for him. I feel for him really, I feel for him so much. Um, but uh, hopefully, like he made it through and he's picked up some, I guess this is a good time to segue into our alliance talk uh, because he did pick up an, an ally here, uh, a real honest to good one, honest to goodness one. And perhaps it's no surprise that it's Nicole Anthony, um, who in Big, in Big Brother 21, you may remember, uh, liked to make alliances with either people who were going out of the house first or people who were soon to follow. Um, she just kind of seems to gravitate towards those people who go home first. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, that's just, you know, how she is. I guess she's like a masochist and just like likes the punishment and everything. Who knows? But you know, Nicole's been interesting. We haven't seen a lot of her, but she's one of those people that I really do think, kind of like a David, where she has to kind of prove it because she's so new and everything. Mm-hmm. And so she's one of those people that is she kind of out of her league? Like she is, she's just really interesting to see how she's going to like match up with people as she moves in this game. Yeah, my my take on her, and we've we've met her before. We've talked to her. She is a fantastic person, and she is so likable, and she is so, like she is sunshiny and positive, and it rubs off on you. And she is fantastic to be around, but at the same time, she doesn't fit in with a typical Big Brother player group. Like if you're thinking about like all the cool kids are going to head to Las Vegas. Well, she's going to go home afterwards and just hang out with her family. And that's cool that that's who she is. And a lot of people identify with that. Um, But the problem is that that just kind of, in a sense, often kind of like she just fits in best with the people who are not doing super well in the game in general. Um, And she just kind of gravitates towards them. 
So, I, I mean, hope, hopefully she figures out and does something differently. Uh, get, some, get some additional allies here. Um, it sounds like she may have been working a little bit, uh, getting some friends. Uh, now that week two has happened, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the spoilers. But like right here, um, I, I'm worried for her. I'm worried. It for feels her. just kind of like a number right now. And that's not exactly where we want to be. But it's so early in the game and we've barely seen like much. So there's yeah. hope, you know? She's a number, but not a number in the majority. Uh, yeah. And that's not a good number to be. That's yeah. the wrong kind of number to be. That's like, you're a, she's a minus one. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not great. That's not great. Um, but uh, if, if Nicole A is in one part, uh, one spot of the game, let's talk a little bit about Nicole F. Uh, Nicole F, uh, former winner Nicole, uh, who has been seen making a lot of alliances on the show. Um, in fact, uh, made one with Ian. It's great to have a final two with the only other winner that's here. My top allegiance is to Cody, but I think it's really important to have a backup plan. Um, and that is another, that's another heartbreaker right there. That's another heartbreaker. I mean, you uh, had to know either. that the two winners were going to, they had to. It's mm -hmm. like a necessity. So yeah. I, I don't hold it against uh, Ian too much and stuff, but I thought it was interesting that Enzo, you know, spied them and just like, you know, they didn't have a lot of tact with that and everything. So that just yeah. puts them just, you're already winners and now you are seen together. Like your radar is just growing. Or yeah. Your so just growing. Uh, for Nicole, uh, right here, it's a uh, it's it's a very she's playing a very dangerous game with Ian, uh, just because Ian is not part of the majority, yeah. um, and that being seen talking with him, uh, they're both winners, and that's something that people are uh, not a lot of people are talking about. We got to get rid of Nicole because she's a winner, but a lot of people are talking about we got to get rid of Ian because yeah. he's a winner, yeah. um, and if they're together, that's not great for a game. Um, now, presumably, if it comes down to it, it's Ian who's going to go out instead of Nicole. People trust Nicole for some reason more than Ian. I don't, I mean, they've never seen her play. I, I don't get that. Um, but she, she does seem to be in a, a, a better position there. Um, but I, you got to watch out. Watch out. She's, it's a dangerous game. She's good at it, but it's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I'm super worried about Ian, you know, he might, you know, last a little bit longer than people think, but I just don't see how he gets to the jury at this point. He's just such a, like, feels like he's just a target by pretty much everybody. He's a big target and he'll never not be a big target. Uh, you yep. just, he, Ian can't not be Ian, um, yep. unfortunately. Um, so, but I really uh, did enjoy, you know, his conversation about, about being on the spectrum, being autistic and everything. Yeah. It's not something you usually see from a big brother and stuff or like a lot of these things. So, and it wasn't something that really came up uh, on his season and stuff. So that conversation was really cool. And then also the Kaser conversation about why he's there and about the protests in mm -hmm. uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and everything. So these are two conversations. And this goes back to my point about the difference between the last All-Star season and this one. Like you don't get those conversations in a lot uh, longer ago in the Big Brother and stuff. So it was really cool to see those important conversations and to now fast forward a little bit when Davon voted and she said justice for Breonna Taylor, that was a great moment too. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I'm glad you talked about this because I, I had it here to talk about as well. And this is kind of, um, this is such a different Big Brother season than if you like, it, I mean, obviously from the one prior. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like this is almost like a reaction to that, like partially, um, yeah. but not just that, right? Like Big Brother, as much as we both love the show, has had a troubled history. Uh, with some of these issues. And 
Um, if we want to go, let's talk a little bit about what happened on the live feeds that you didn't see on the show. Uh, when Kevin, uh, Kevin has done some talking in the house. Uh, he's talked with uh, Mike Devon. He talked with uh, Cody. And he's talked, uh, like, he's explained his experience on Big Brother 11, right? And, you know, when we think about, like, oh, the racist Big Brother season, like, this Big Brother season you don't want to watch is 15, right? And it's because of, like, like, Aaron and, like, there's just, like, a lot of negative stuff about that. But it's an ugly what season, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of people don't remember about 11 is that 11 was horrific on the, like, uh, the first boot, uh, Braden was, like, almost like a capital R racist. Like, he'd, like, drop in, like, just bombs everywhere. Uh, and the show didn't really show that. And what the show did show you really made it seem like like Kevin was kind of being a little bit crazy and like how Kevin was responding to it because you didn't see what he was responding to because they didn't want to show you what was going on. And uh, that, that's the week, like, uh, there are clips of it going around where uh, Shima's on the block and like she explained, like she, they, they cut her off in the live moment where she's like explaining, like, like if you align yourself with a, a, a bigot and a, a homophobe, you deserve to go home. Um, and Kevin specifically, uh, in this house in Big Brother 22, has been doing a lot of talking about Big Jeff and his experience with Big Jeff. And, um, you know, uh, casual fans of the show may not know, but like there are plenty of live feed clips of Big Jeff uh, being outwardly homophobic, uh, not thinking that gay people should be teachers. He's got some very strong opinions about Dumbledore being gay. Um, and yeah, basically, he didn't treat Kevin right, or, or at least that's what Kevin seems to have taken away from that. Um, and Kevin said, like, he feels, like, insulted kind of as a fan that, like, they keep bringing him back. Um, and part of his conversation with Cody, like, he definitely brought it up with Cody. And Cody afterwards, like, I, I didn't know. Like, I, I had no idea. And, like, that's part of – but that's also, like, helping him connect with people in a way. Like, him totally. being open. And, like, Kaser being open and talking about – like you said, like, talking about um, – uh, the, the way like he is unhappy with society and he wants his uh, his family to like have a different world and like he like that's it's so real like Devon like says it's like beyond the game but also like it really does seem to help him in the game and I'm gonna say if right now it looks like if it's talking you're talking someday Kaser is sitting on the block with Janelle I think Kaser stays over Janelle now because I think a lot of people are just like a little bit put off by Janelle. She didn't want to wear a star costume. People didn't like that. She never has to wear a freaking costume. Couldn't even take my, not carry my sausage for two seconds. You know, it's it's totally on brand for her, but like Janelle's making gay moves and she's like talking with people and it looks like she's siding with the other side. And Kaser's just having like a lot of real conversations. And it seems like there are people on the other side who actually like him. A yeah, lot. like they don't maybe they don't trust him the way they trust a, a Cody, yeah, uh, but he's, I, he's very likable. I think Janelle just has like people think of her as just a better game player, which I think is justified too. Like, it's another thing when you go back and rewatch those seasons and stuff, Kaser's not a great game player, he's very loyal, he's very likable and stuff, but he makes some really bad decisions. Like, the first four weeks in Big Brother All Stars, they don't even go after Chilltown and stuff, and like yeah. they just make some really and he even says when he's evicted, he's like, maybe this isn't the game for me and stuff. So I could totally see Janelle just being a bigger threat on that part and stuff. And Kesar has done a good job of, he comes in as this huge threat, as a smart guy who's just talking game and, you know, make realer connections where people look beyond that. And it makes it easier for you to stay. I want to talk some more about these alliances here. 
Um, we talked a little bit about it on the show last time. Uh, Devon and, and, and Bay, uh, there Black together. Magic. Uh, love to see that. Um, and it looks like there is a larger alliance now forming, and it's Memphis who is putting in the work and doing that. I watched it on the live feed. A game of television. It really is. It really is Memphis just putting in the work and talking with everybody and kind of doing it on his own, which is, uh, first of all, great for him to be in that majority alliance. But also, like Cody says, he is putting, he's kind of putting a target on his back a little bit by being the leader of this thing, right? He's, he's, he's clearly leading with this. Yeah, he's playing super hard and super fast, which is, you know, not always great, but for the sake of entertainment for the season, it's, it's awesome there was, it wasn't the most exciting first week and stuff, especially when it's all stars and everything. Yeah. So seeing somebody actually like want to play the game and stuff is really great. And so I'm interested to see how that plays out. And I thought it was smart to have your, like we said, have your strong duo, but then, you know, have your pawns in front of you and everything and try to just have that major alliance and stuff. So it's fun to see him. And he's a guy who, you know, took a backseat a lot in his season and stuff. And now he's winning things and, you know, power gets to your head. We've just talked about it a lot on our podcasts and stuff. So yeah. you get a little, you, you get a little bit of that and you start thinking you could run this game forever. Yeah. I think, uh, I think uh, when it came down to it in the HOH competition, which was fun, that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Krista Joseph, again, uh, it's always good to see him uh, on the show. Uh, he's, a, he's a favorite. Uh, he's a recurring character. He was doing his Eddie world. Murphy playing every single part. Yeah. Uh, but if you're looking at that majority alliance, that Cody alliance, uh, they're kind of disappearing from this competition in these early rounds. And it is mostly people who are kind of in trouble, like on the bottom a little bit. Like th those folks last for a while, people who are outside the main alliance. And it really comes down to Memphis being the last person in it who is from that majority and he wins. But Otherwise, like, I, I hate this move for him. Like, if he is running this alliance, he doesn't want to be the person who's, like, do Because no one's going to, like, no one's going to, like, seriously, like, try to, like, I feel like no one's going to seriously, like, try to change his mind and, like, convince him. And he's going to make a move. And it's just going to, I just, it's going to be a bad move. Like, it's going to be a move that rubs people the wrong way, I think, because he's just not going to be the, he doesn't seem like the type of person to want to take input from everybody. Um, and I think that everybody's going to have some input on this HOH. Yeah. And you know, what's an easy move now? And like, he's going to make somebody mad and stuff. Like it could be easy. Just like, since Kevin's been nominated, just keep going Kevin and stuff. But yeah, it's, he's gonna like in a game where it's been so low key and there aren't like any huge targets, him now winning and now running an Alliance just makes him, you know, public enemy number one. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. And the thing that makes it all the more complicated is that there is this safety competition uh, that comes up where two people will be safe. And uh, no, very few, aside from, you know, Kaser and Janelle, no one used it. And there are only three weeks you can use it. And you're going to see a lot of people play. You're just going to, yeah. it's either this time or next time. And if you feel even remotely insecure, you got to go for it. And I think there are people who didn't go for it last week who wish they did. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I, even like, even saying spoiler, like, I don't know all who participated, but like, I'm just saying like, it's got like, how can you not like in that well, week? Well, in the final week, it's just, you have to play like, just right. Right. Why so, not? Like if nothing yeah. lose. So yeah. Yeah. Which right. also makes like the Janelle Kaser decision so interesting because they had, you knew everyone was going to kind of just save it and stuff. So for them to just kind of take control and everything it's just an old school move where it's like a lot of people are kind of wait and play the long game and they're like no this is our safety right now so yeah you know it reinforces that decision 
And it didn't, I mean, it does, you can't say it hurt them because they were going to go home if they didn't. So totally. they made the right move, 100% the right move. They don't know yeah. it, but it seems like Kayser was pretty confident that he made the right move. So Yeah, and you know. it was really interesting to see the countdown and how long they waited. And if Kayser doesn't go, does Janelle go? Because it feels like that was the kick that she needed and stuff. So Yeah. Um, you know, you can, you can, I think you can, they can, they can stick around for a while as long as they know that they're on the bottom. If they know that they're on the bottom, they know that they need to work harder. I think the people get in the most trouble in Big Brother are the people who are on the bottom and just don't have any clue. Yeah. And they don't do anything about it. What's funny is I hate to keep bringing up Big Brother 7 All-Stars, but it's such a comparison stuff. They can be the chill town. They can be the people that play the middle and just throw the wrenches into everything and get the target off of them until they finally get some power and stuff. And it kind of feels like Janelle's playing that role a little bit, maybe more than Kaser, where Janelle is, you know, planting these seeds and stuff. And it might be too hard. It might be too fast and stuff. But if they, if some of them play out and just put the target on somebody else, then it's just a great job. Yeah. I, she doesn't have any choice. Uh, she's got to play hard. She's got to play fast. Um, she, she had that on her before she even started playing. Um, so it's, it's tough to see because like, you have to imagine like, oh, it's going to be so hard for her to win if she's sprinting the entire time. Um, but totally. she could, she could let, listen, we thought you, you, if you're talking about all stars there, you got to think like Chilltown's going to be in trouble week one, week two, week three, and they're yeah. going to be gone. And then it takes until like, what is the final four until something actually happens there. Yeah. Um, so maybe, you know, to, they're both to- great at the game. To be fair, though, none of these, nobody in this house has that level of gameplay as Chilltown stuff. But like, if anybody's close, it's, Janelle can get there and stuff. And so it's really, it's going to be interesting to see how they play it and just how much chaos they can really run. And, you know, you see the dichotomy of new school versus old school and stuff. And you hope it's not a survivor winners at war thing where all the old school people get out because the old school is so fun and they can, you know, it's a change up from what you're used to seeing and everything. Yeah, um, I don't think we're going to see a, a complete and total uh, old school wipeout here. Uh, I think there are a few old schoolers who are They're very, who, who have picked up the game, like the modern game, like our, like Enzo is playing great. Memphis mm-hmm. is playing great. Like they, they are okay. They're playing okay as old schoolers. Yep. They are not playing as rough as Keisha and, and, and Kevin um, right. and maybe even Ian. Uh, you know, Ian looks like he's a little, he could, he could use some friends as well. Yeah, um, totally. But uh, yeah, okay. So I, I, I we, we've talked all about this week one. I want to talk about week two. I want to talk about, I want to get into the spoilers right now because uh, there is, uh, I've been watching the live feeds all day. Uh, mostly just the, uh, you know, mostly just the feeds have been down. We finally got our winner of the safety suite week two competition. Uh, and we've got some idea of what's going on with Memphis's nominations. Maybe uh, we're going to talk about all of that right after this. All right, Lance. So uh, we are back, and uh, as promised, uh, I think it's time to get into the uh, the spoiler uh, part of our week. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to see what's going to happen on the Sunday show uh, with regard to the uh, safety suite competition, uh, if you don't want to know who Memphis might be nominating, uh, who he was considering before, um, feel free to stop here. Uh, you won't make us too sad, only a little bit. Uh, but otherwise, uh, stick with us. Uh, because uh, we're about to spoil uh, what Memphis is up to, right? Um, so first of all, um, Memphis has a lot of potential targets in his head, um, and the but you kind of need to have you need to yeah. have a lot of targets because of that safety suite. You kind of have to go like three, four, five, six, you know? 
Yeah, and the interesting thing is that um, it is not necessarily uh, Kaser and Janelle who are in trouble here. Uh, it looks like Memphis is playing both sides of the house a little bit. Um, he's got some people that he is looking at as targets. Uh, he was uh, thinking possibly Ian. Uh, you know, a lot of people, like we said, a lot of people are seeing that winner thing. Like they, they want him out because of that. Uh, Nicole Anthony, uh, she is someone that really does not have a lot going on there with that side of the house. Um, the considered big move that he was maybe going to make uh, would be uh, Bailey and Devon. Like that is, the, that is like his big move uh, of putting them up because they are, uh, we were talking about last week how they were like in the middle and now I'm thinking that even though they're trying to play the middle more people on the Cody side are thinking like okay maybe it looks like they're playing a little bit too much with the like what's going on there and it really starts with Bailey like Bailey is the quote-unquote problem uh, that Memphis has uh, and uh, he's not the necessarily the only one but um, he is concerned that she is very close with Devon People seem to like Devon and want to work with Devon more than they want to work with Bailey. Um, and there's really a little bit of talk about splitting that up. Um, so that may be, uh, that that may be in the works for this week. Um, so there are a lot of, a lot of people are on the table right here. David, David as well. Um, who David just, just feels kind of, like an easy, like if you put up like Kevin and David, that's just like, hey, I want to, I want to no blood on my hands kind of week. Right. Okay. But here's the thing, right? We've listed off a bunch of names, but like we said earlier in the show, uh, all the people in the majority alliance kind of have their own favorites here, right? Mm -hmm. Nicole likes Ian. Nicole doesn't want it to be Ian, so she's going to try to steer it away from Ian. Uh, Tyler likes David. Tyler doesn't want it to be David. Tyler's going to try to steer it away from David. Um, and, you know, Cody was working with David. Uh, Cody's kind of got like this little brother thing going on with David. So there are a lot of people who are going to want to protect each other in the house. Uh, and that's so what's going to blow up that alliance, which is, that's what had Big Brother 7, you know, the season six alliance. They all had that second person and stuff. And when that second person becomes the target, you start getting a little selfish and everything. And that's what's going to split them up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like I, let's, let's talk about the safety suite competition just a little bit here. Um, you know, obviously we don't have the full details. We're just kind of picking up what they're talking about after it's over. Uh, but it looks like uh, a lot of people played in, in this competition. Uh, it looks, sounds like Nicole, uh, Franzel played. It sounds like, um, sounds like Devon played. It sounds like, uh, uh, Christmas played. I think David was definitely going to play. Uh, a lot of people are playing in this thing. That really uh, reinforces that Memphis is playing both sides because everyone doesn't feel like they're safe. Right. And I think Cody was saying, I don't know if Cody played, but he was saying last week that he would. Um, so there are a lot of people who say they're going to play. Um, and the winner of this competition is Christmas. Merry okay? Christmas. Um, so not a surprise there. She is, and immediately when the feeds come back, she is like in her room. She's like bragging, like, I'm here to play. Like, I'm sending a message, like, that I'm going to win. And like, if you're going to come for me, you better come right. And you better make sure your target's locked because I'm going to knock you out. And she's, it's not a surprise. Like, that's just her super aggressive game. But it's what is two, a surprise? It's, yes. it's just chill. Well, what is a surprise, Lance? And this is like what like blew some minds on a Big Brother Twitter here today. Uh, but her her choice to keep safe is Ian, Ian Terry, um, and it seems like in the aftermath of the competition, uh, Enzo and uh, Enzo and Memphis are talking a little bit, and it sounds like in the competition that there's a moment where it's like maybe one of these competitions where it's like people face off in rounds, and then the winner of that round chooses who they go up against. It sounds like Nicole 
Franzel kept Ian safe in like one of those rounds or like had that, like had an opportunity to go after him and didn't or something along those lines. Uh, Cause they're very upset about him being saved twice. Um, and it sounds like all the blame for this is going on to Nicole. Uh, despite the fact that it's Christmas who saved him from the block, uh, Memphis is kind of writing it off a little bit saying like, Ian's a floater. She just kind of did it because she didn't want to make big waves or something like, but it sounds like Nicole is the one taking all the heat for this. Interesting. I just think I would love, I can't wait to hear Christmas's, you know, motivation behind this because Christmas felt like somebody who just, you know, obviously a physical threat, but like maybe more of an ancillary, ancillary like threat kind of person where, you know, not the first person you go after, but now you've kind of made Memphis mad if that was his first target and everything. And she just goes, jumps right up the, the rankings of who you go after. And then, like you said, Nicole kind of gets the stray on that because those other two are safe. So this is, could easily set up a Nicole going on the block kind of thing. Yeah, it's interesting. I think she may be very much, like, I feel like a lot has to happen for that to, and that's like a, that's like a backdoor uh, option yeah. thing, I think. And if, but it just if puts the stars the, lined up, it could be puts the heat on them just so much more when you're kind of going under the radar for the most part for some of them. Yeah, it really does. Um, and for Christmas, like, I'm sure we're going to get some diary rooms that explain it. Like Christmas is a tough person to get my age. I am not Christmas and I do not think like Christmas. So it's hard for me to put myself in, in her head. Uh, but she was explaining that she saw how she saw some of the house um, through that competition. She thinks uh, Bailey and Devon are working on the Janelle side, on the Nicole Anthony side. Uh, so she's kind of putting him, uh, putting them over there. She does believe that Ian is a floater. Uh, she kind of puts like David in that same like floater basket. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 very it's very interesting. Uh, I'm very curious to see the exact reasons why. Um, but uh, it really leaves really leaves uh, only a few people here uh, possibly that are going to go up on the block. Um, if it's not Janelle, if it's not Kaser. Um, you got to think David, right? David is a very strong possibility here. Um, I don't know that like Tyler is going to have like really the pull to like keep David safe. Um, Me, I Taylor. think you can see Nicole. I uh, or uh, yeah, Ty Tyler Taylor uh, Tiger, <laughs> whatever his name is. Um, to, to, to Tiger King, Harry, uh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't know if he's going to, you know, pull, want to pull any strings and, and try too hard for that. Uh, I, Nicole Anthony, she's another person who I think could be in real trouble this week. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a rough week uh, for the, uh, the good guys, if you like the folks on the minority side of the house, the people who are uh, struggling, some of the, uh, some of the characters I like the best are, are right now grouped in there, whether they're there yeah. or not. Um, so I think, you know, uh, I think the women are in trouble on this one. I feel like Memphis is one Memphis and you got Cody and like Enzo in his ear and stuff. I feel like they're going to be like all girl Alliance, all girl Alliance and like try to scare him into that. And it seems like that's already on Memphis's mind, especially if he's trying to break up uh, black girl magic and everything. Oh, uh, Lance, you're going to get me going on about this all girls Alliance thing. Um, so it is, so it could, it could, we, it's every, it, like every season, every year, every season, every, every year. Yes. Every year, every season. It's something that I like talked about and every year something goes wrong with it, right? And the thing that goes wrong with it is that very often it's brought up in like the beginning, like the super beginning where it's like everyone's still in the game. And if you get a group of uh, eight, eight women together, the Big Brother house is 16, they split it up eight and eight, right? 
there's going to be someone in that group of eight who doesn't want to do an ogre of, of course Wonders, right and we've got we've got two very strong like uh that have been singled out by other people in the house as guys girls like people christmas who and nicole to right to christmas and nicole or no no not oh, danny I, I think... and nicole danny oh. and nicole honestly i think um, you could go multiple people you could have gone that i think janelle christmas, is also possibly christmas somebody who as well would, yeah i think janelle is somebody who would work with you know would want to work with guys too yeah um but if you look at uh if you look at the live voting uh danny's talking about keeping her boys safe she's got to keep her boys safe yeah no i, I totally growl safe she's i totally agree with safe. you yeah i do um, think though that you know it's a little different because there aren't showmances and that's usually kind of the thing that stops an all-girl alliance and stuff but it just thank it goodness by the way <laughs> thank you yeah it's it's better that way you know um and we don't have to spend time on that and everything but yeah i just uh i there i just think there are too many people who like working with the guys i mean we just named half the the women cast and stuff that so i just don't see that happening yeah um yeah it, it does not look like that is going to be the uh the, the particular uh but it's it's always interesting that that someone's someone's going to give it a try uh yeah. every year well and someone um, and a guy's always going to get scared about it even if it's non-existent too Right, right. And it's kind of been talked about, right? Because that's kind of the Cody and Nicole plan is that Nicole is going to talk with the women. Cody is going to talk with the guys. They're going to come together. And it usually does seem like, yes, uh, guys always seem to be far more scared of this happening than they should be. Like, it's always like a much bigger, it looms in the, like, it just lives in their heads. Like, it just, yeah. like, they can't not, like, yeah. worry about it. Like, it just, it's just... It's just what yeah, happens I, in these social games. I'm pretty sure I saw a tweet earlier that Memphis like brought up that he was scared of an all girls alliance like forming and stuff like straight up. Yeah, um, I, I don't think you gotta. That's something that might happen. It'll only work in the end of the game. Like it'll only work towards the end of the game when you have gotten rid of certain people who are not going to be into it. Like you just gotta, you gotta read it. It's tough putting yeah. eight together. It's tough getting eight people together yeah. to like agree on anything anyway. And, and none of these people are poverty, so right. Um, so yeah, so anyway, at the, uh, at the time of recording, we do not know uh, what Memphis's uh, nominations are. Uh, he is not necessarily, like he's still being cagey with uh, some of his Alliance members. He's still thinking it over. Um, it, it, could, it could go either way, but I think Memphis has got to be very careful. I think Memphis is going to do some damage to himself in this particular round. I think no one's going to come after Cody after what he did on week one, but I think there will be some people who might come after Memphis if he goes the current route on week two, um, because he is not he is not he is not uh, in harmony with a lot of people in his alliance right now. Yeah, but I also think Cody, you know, anytime you're aligned with somebody and you're a strong guy, like Cody could just get astray. You know, if Memphis and him both get uh, nominated and they say Memphis wins the power of veto and stuff, Cody is easy boot and stuff and we're also be. people might be a little scared to vote him out early if there's a battle back but it doesn't I'm not completely sure there's gonna be a battle back and stuff especially during coronavirus and everything so that might be easier to take out a stronger guy early well that's a that's a good question let's let's talk we didn't we didn't speculate on that in the main part of the uh, episode but let's talk about that a little bit because in the Keisha interview i was looking for any kind of hint that this might happen that we're gonna have a battle back uh we got nothing out of joy right uh, but then I was reading, like he, she, he did, she did an interview with Dalton Ross. I was reading it. He asks her about uh, whether or not there's going to be a battle back, 
and she gives like the most yes non-answer possible like oh i don't know expect the unexpected like maybe if if it works out like, if everyone stays healthy who knows anything could happen like there's a lot of um and we've heard on the feeds um that um there's been some speculation everyone who's back for this season got paid to come back uh, it doesn't sound like that's a secret uh, people yep. are talking about it on the feeds um and if you've already paid x amount of dollars for keisha to be around why are you just gonna let keisha go home like keep yeah. her around for a couple of weeks and do a battle back there was one other thing so when she was eliminated i don't know if you saw this or heard this but she's like oh off to the covid house or corona house and stuff so it sounds like she might just go back to you know where she quarantined in the beginning and they do that and stuff. But I did find it interesting that, you know, she had all these exit interviews and stuff. So I was like, oh, maybe they aren't going to do that, especially in the current times and stuff. Yeah. Um, and to be clear, the people in the house do not, we're not told and do not know. They're they are speculating like the rest of us. It is a very common topic of speculation. Like, is there going to be a battle back? When is it? Is there going to be a double eviction? When is it? Like, those yeah. are the things that they'll spend like days talking yeah. about. Yeah. And your, um, your, your points are just common sense where, it's kind of like in the winners at war thing where they don't want to get rid of all these great players. So they keep them on this Island. And I think it's going to be the same thing where you, you paid these people, these people, you saw how sad the uh, big brother community is with Keisha going home and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I think they're going to do whatever they can. Yeah. Uh, and which is, which is interesting. I, I mean, I, I too am sad Keisha went home. I thought it was fun that she was there. Um, but you gotta lose someone sometime. Like, and yeah, I mean, it's I gotta say, game. like, of the people we could have lost, like, Keisha's no big, no. I was not, we're not, not gonna miss her too much. She just yeah. wasn't playing a great game. She wasn't playing yeah. the kind of game where, like, you want to see her stick around to the very end. Like, if she wins, if she sticks around this week and then just like makes it the final four again, like, is that going to be interest? Like, is it going to be an interesting story? Like, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. And if, and if you think like, if we lost like a Case or a Janelle or like a Davon, how much more? depressing this episode would be you know Keisha, right sad right. but nothing it's not a like a deal breaker kind of thing where like oh the season's ruined sure sure this is a this is a good uh it's 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 a good first boot that's not going to get too many people it's sacrificed to the big brother yeah. gods yeah we don't lose any of the we don't lose any of the bigger iconic characters even though there are some big names in there that people don't like and would like to see go home i think the show is better off having a villain stick around for a little bit uh, your villains, pardon me, stick around for a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, one more thing I wanted to talk about. If we're talking about that, let's 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 circle back to it one more time because it was uh, it, we're talking about this interview. Uh, Julie Chen in her sign off. Uh, Julie Chen Moonves, pardon me, in her sign off, um, uh, uh, was was saying like, "Do unto others uh, as you would have them do unto you." That was her like sign off, which is like a very unusual sign off. Like, did you did you notice that, Lance? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so she uh, she talks about it, and you'll pardon me. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the exact quote. I don't I don't want to oh, get it wrong. Good. But she was uh, she was uh, talking about it in the. It came up in the interview, right? The question is, uh, so Dalton asks her, uh, you know, what inspired it? Why why did you say this? Is it something? Is it a game clue, or is it just something outside the game? And uh, Julie said. Uh, last night, I mentioned the golden rule because I believe that of everyone followed that principle, we'd all be better off as a society, as a nation, as a world. I chose to close with those world. Where I chose to close with those words because Black Lives Matter, and now is the time to speak up. If the number of Black lives that have been taken happened to 
be people of your heritage, you would be saying, fill in the blank lives matter. It's my faith in God that is getting me through these uncertain times. We can be better. Why not try? It can't hurt. It can only help. Most of all, it'll help the person who rises to the occasion. Um, so very interesting. Julie's sending a message here. Um, a great, great message. It's kind of like the show itself has been like, kind of like sending a message um, to, it, to us this season. But um, that, is, that is what she was talking about. If you're curious why, that is why. Got it. Um, it would have been just cool. If, you know, it's great that she said that and stuff. It would have been cool if she, you know, said Black Lives Matter and just kind of, you say yeah. that. But, you know, um, not going to, not going to ding her for, you know, it's better than not saying anything, you know? Right. Right. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, she is, she's very, I'm sure she is very, um, you know, very, very thankful that she has a relationship with CBS that she can, she can say that on TV. Totally. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, when you're Julie, maybe, you can get away with a lot more, more things. That's right. When you're, when you're running the show, she's been around since the beginning. Not a lot of people have, you know, she's been doing this for 20 years now. Yeah. Um, I have not been there. I have had nothing consistent in my life for 20 years so good for good for her um yeah um so anyway uh we've got a big week coming up uh you know the veto is going to be huge uh the nominations are going to be huge um the vote out could split up this big alliance it could expose some lines it looks like lines are starting to form uh good. let's get let's ratchet it up here. a little bit I, that's yeah. my one real thing it's like i totally get it you don't want to be the first person out you don't want to rock the boat but like, let's play the game a little bit. Like we should be getting some more drama and stuff. And I think, I think we talked about it, but like Memphis should add that and should really, you know, piss people off. And, you know, Big Brother producers, give them a little liquid courage a little more, you know, feed them. They were talking, they were talking about that, uh, about uh, trying to figure out when the alcohol stopped or like when the steady, like they used to get more than they get now. Um, yeah. And uh, Cody, Cody seemed to narrow it down because uh, he didn't get a lot of alcohol in 16, but it sounds like they did on 14. So maybe it was somewhere around there um, that, hmm. they, that they changed. I wonder what um, was between I, no that, one, that. I do not know what comes between 14 and, and 16. So I, I cannot, I cannot say. Neither does um, Big Brother. That has, this has been completely erased from the annals of history. Um, maybe maybe shouts, we'll talk with someone from those forbidden hey, times. Shouts uh, to McCray. Someday. Yeah, shout, indeed. Yeah, Friend of the pod. McCray, indeed. Yes. Um, yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good people on that season who got absolutely screwed being on that yeah. season. With a lot of bad people, so awesome. but a lot of good people too. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep a, we'll, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on the entire Big Brother situation. We're gonna come back here next week. We're gonna be here every week. Um, plus, stay tuned for some special bonus episodes that may pop up in your feed. Uh, we're gonna talk mm -hmm. to some people, um, you know, outside the regular uh, live live show cadence. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, but uh, yeah, if you like what you've heard, uh, please consider uh, subscribing to the Big Brother Brothers. Uh, we are available on all your favorite podcasting apps, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Um, all of them, wherever you can find good podcasts, you'll find ours. Uh, you can also catch us on YouTube. Maybe you're catching us right there right now. Uh, if you want to check that out, uh, please do. Um, and uh, if you really, really, really liked what you heard, uh, please consider leaving us a review. Uh, Lance and I love five, five stars. stars. You want to see this, but you want to see it five times is what you want to you get. Um, so please, uh, five stars are only. And this, if you're listening and not watching on YouTube, is the Janelle star costume. That's right. That's right. Um, so please, yeah, yeah, catch, catch us on YouTube and you see all that stuff. Um, that's right. So, uh, so yeah. So however you catch us, just catch us. Uh, we we're we're thrilled that you uh, yeah, we're following. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, I guess that about wraps us up for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, see you back here next week. Uh, Lance, where can we follow you on the internet? Uh, at Casually Ginger. All right, do that. And then you can follow me everywhere on uh, Fox Van Allen, uh, at Fox Van Allen. So do that. And we'll see you back here next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.